Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life Podcast. And my co-anchor, Ali Stegnita, and I are so excited because we have one of our favorite guests back. And she has so much to talk about. And when you hear her name in one second, you will know what I mean when I say so much to talk about. We are here with Rachel Lindsay. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Yay! I'm so happy to be back. You know, I can't stop talking when I'm talking to the two of you. So I'm excited to get into it. Yes, we are yes. really excited to get into the it. The last time that you were here, we, like, I think that clip from our podcast went viral. Our YouTubers loved it. Yes, oh my gosh. So we're did. just going to make some drama for them again here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's well, we don't have for. to. There's just news. There's and just news. Yes. And you, when you came in here last, it was just a few months ago. And I think it was literally a week before you moved to Miami to finally move in with your fiance in his hometown, Brian Abasolo. Mm -hmm. And since then, you are now a missus. Yeah, I, I still can't believe it, you guys. It's like it's been two weeks, a little bit over two weeks at this point. That's all. I'm yeah. married. Wow. Had a honeymoon. I know. I'm back like you're right after the honeymoon. Yeah, here. yeah. We went right after. We thought about taking some time. I guess like a week or two in between. So we were like, you know what? Let's just go for it. And I just completely disconnected. Other than Instagram, of course, letting people know how great the honeymoon was, Mm. I disconnected from everything else. It looked beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah, you had gorgeous pictures in bikinis and great dresses. (laughs) And (laughs) you were on Mykonos. And where else were you? We went to Santorini and we went to Athens. Like, Mm -hmm. I love history. So I was like, we have to stop by Athens. We just have to spend a day there. It was dreamy. We thought about going to Italy, but Greece was enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, spending the romantic time in Santorini, spending the party time in Mykonos, realizing Mm -hmm. we can't do it like we used to (laughs) at all. I mean, we partied one day and then the next day we were done. Oh, my God. So did you go out to a club there? We did. So funny enough, some of my good friends... At the wedding, we found out they were going to Greece the same time we were. So we had opposite times in Santorini and Mykonos, but we had one day that overlapped. And so we met up with them and another couple, and we partied it out. And um, it was a good time. Did you guys get sick of each other at all on the honeymoon? No, we didn't get sick of each other, but it was funny because I kept saying, well, I haven't changed my last name yet. I have those, you know. We, we didn't, and it, it's funny you say that because when we got back, we go, well, we didn't kill each other at the end of yeah. that. Well, that's yeah. good. The marriage has lasted like uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Congrats. <laughs> We're on a roll. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, you're one of, the, um, one of the success stories out of Bachelorette and ba- Bachelor, and the Bachelorettes have been, right. uh, you know, more successful totally, in yep. general in yep. terms of finding true love. And you, um, you and Brian, you took your time after you got engaged on the Bachelorette. You mm-hmm. didn't rush into marriage. You didn't even rush into moving because you were a lawyer based yeah. in Houston. In, um, in, Dallas. in Dallas. Oh, sorry. In Dallas. No, no, no. It's fine. I actually spend this. I call Houston my second home. I have a lot of family there. 
Um, no, we, we decided to get to know each other away from the cameras in real life. That was so important. And it's funny because, you know, I got a lot of heat at the end of my finale and everybody thought I wanted a ring and I just wanted to be married mm -hmm. immediately. And it was like, no, I want an engagement because I want that serious commitment. But then I want to take time to date him off camera and get to know him. And that's exactly what we did. And we did it on our terms, mm -hmm. on our time. And I'm so glad we did it that way. Yeah, that's what I think is so beautiful, too, about JoJo and Jordan. Um, and we've talked about this just before. And definitely in our last podcast, too, I think that we spoke just about how they've taken their time and how things were not good after the cameras yeah. went off. And then probably, I think it was when you were away, he reproposed. Re Actually, he did it the day after our wedding. Oh. And I remember uh -huh. thinking, I think he did it the day of, but she announced it the day after. And I remember thinking, thank you, JoJo, for not announcing it the same day as the wedding. Like, I, yeah. I felt like, I haven't talked to her, but I just, knowing the type of person that she is, I truly felt like she was like, you know what, that's her day. Oh, I'm going to announce it the day after. I really felt that she did it that way. But the ring? Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. And just how lovely and and personal it is. And I think that you and Brian have taken those this two years. I have three years to two years, have right. two years to find that with each other, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to make sure that it was real. Because, yeah, exactly. you know, in the heat of the moment, when you're being filmed and it's on television, I imagine that there's a lot of pressure, too, oh, yeah. to make decisions. And, and trust yourself to make the right decisions yeah. because we don't have that connection with the outside world. It's just you, you know, and your gut. You and you got. <laughs> and so tell us all about your dream wedding. The pictures look beautiful. Thank you. Um, it's funny because coming into the wedding, I think, so when I was here last, I had a wedding planner and he's asking me all these questions and I was like, I don't know, I just want to have a good time. I don't mm -hmm. know, I just want to party and I just want everybody to, you know, get along and just celebrate love and life all in one place. And then as I was in New York, I think when I was here, I was picking stuff out. Mm -hmm. You were going wedding. to pick stuff out for the wedding. Yes, I think I was here. Oh my yes, gosh, you were going to look at dresses. Moments, I know. <laughs> and you're with Mikey. Your, yes. your event planner is Mikey. Yes. And he's wonderful. Mikey's amazing. And I just kept it. With Mikey, things just started to come to fruition. The colors started to come. I, had, I didn't have a color scheme. I knew we were going to have an island wedding or a tropical wedding. It turned out to be in Mexico. Um, it was a dream for me. My dream wedding was always that I would be surrounded by the people that I love the most and they would celebrate our love and we'd make a promise to each other in front of those people and then we'd just party the night away. That's it. I wasn't really caught up in the details. Thank God for Mikey because mm. he was and, he, and, it, and it turned out to be absolutely stunning. I can't take any of the credit for it. Mine was more just about being surrounded by certain people and having a certain vibe yeah. for the wedding. And we right. accomplished that. And Rather than the, the details. And he took care of, like, what colors did you decide on? Yeah, right. green and, like, champagne. And that came to fruition just by picking out the invitations. It mm -hmm. just all kind of came together because we were in Mexico. And we were like, oh, well, these flowers would look great and this would look great. And yeah. it turned out perfectly. And then Brian wore a champagne tuxedo. Mm -hmm to match that. I was not in a green dress. But, <laughs> yeah, <that made> <laughs> um, and you were really, because when you and I spoke, we were in the Hamptons and went to the Not Registry house that mm -hmm. you worked really closely with. And when you and I spoke, you were like, I just want the dance floor to be lit. Yes. Like you were like, there. Were, you told me the story when you were younger about these families just coming together on the dance floor and that's how they were like joined together. How was the dancing? Was it everything that you 
imagined it to and be. And did you take your shoes off? Like, how did you dance? <laughs> There's a story behind that. The, the wedding that I told you about that was my cousin's wedding, she was actually at my wedding, too, with her husband. And she said, I read that you said oh, that, that about our wedding. She was like, I can't. I was 15. And she said, I can't believe you remembered that. And I go, no, it always stuck out in my mind. These two different families coming together and dancing the night away. And that's exactly what we did. We had the light up dance floor. It changed colors. We had the R&B right in the middle. The party started at 830. It ended at about 2 in the morning. Oh, wow. We that's never Good, we fun. didn't even do an exit. Our exit was just, oh, the music stopped. Okay, what's next? <laughs> and to answer your question, Bonnie, about the shoes, I did change from my shoes into flats. Brian was dancing so much, he got blisters on his feet <gasps> oh. and was wearing hotel slippers by the time the night ended. <laughs> oh, my God. So we had a good time. Yeah. And then my Instagram story the next day was a bottle of alcohol in the bed with my <laughs> weave. Yes, yeah. I was like, safe to say we had a good time. <laughs> oh my gosh, it really, it looked so, so stunning. And your dress was amazing. Thank you. By Randy. Yes, Randy Rom, she did it again. She captured a whole other side of me and I knew Brian would love that dress. But then I thought it, it showed a softer side of me. Mm -hmm. It's a far cry away from the pantsuit that I wanted that you to wanted. wear. That's right. I remember you saying <laughs> you wanted to do a pantsuit at first. Now, had Brian seen the dress before you walked down the aisle? No, he hadn't. But we needed to get that People magazine picture. But I was very adamant that I did not want, I haven't told the story yet, I was very adamant that I did not want to see Brian before. But we had to get this picture because we didn't trust our friends to not take pictures and, and show them, that. which they did, some of them. And so I stood there with my back to the door. Brian came in backwards ah. and just had to reach for me. And you can kind of tell that that's the energy in the picture. Like we're standing like this, like we're holding hands, but we're not looking at each other. And that's the first picture that came out. And you can kind of, like, if you go back and you so look at So you told him it, not to look at you? Not to look at me. So he could fill the dress. Because he, he was like, oh, is that, that that seems like it's a, a poofy skirt. And I'm like, okay, that's not how we refer to it. It's not a poofy skirt. And you will see it when you walk down the aisle. But yeah, we, it was really very funny. important for, for him. Oh I just didn't want to do the first look. I love that. Yeah. So, so when you did see him when you were walking down the aisle, was it just, like, did you cry? I didn't cry. I think... I, I kept saying you're going to see two different Rachels walk down the aisle, either the one who's smiling and kind of pointing <laughs> and just so excited or the one who's just zoned in tunnel vision and emotional. And once I got up there, I think I was just overwhelmed by seeing so many familiar faces because mm -hmm. I, I hadn't seen everybody before. I actually was a little bit sick the day before the wedding. So I didn't go party at the pool with everybody. I was just like in my room with my sisters to myself. And I was in the spa. Mm. I didn't come out until I had Deserve to. Deserve it. Yes. Thank you. So, but when I saw him, I just couldn't stop smiling. You know, I had my dad with me. Thank God it was a short walk. And I mean, just to see Brian just smiling from ear to ear, it was all so special. So I was just happy. I couldn't emotional? get emotional. I was just happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Allie's all overwhelmed. <laughs> Well, that's just so beautiful. And it's so beautiful that, you know, people meet in the oddest ways and yes. that you would meet on a reality show and it worked out. I know. I, that, that's what I keep telling people. I'm like, isn't this crazy? Wait till we have to tell our children this. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's either you meet on The Bachelor or a dating app. So like these days, do, are you going to tell them, you know, you're either you're saying one or the other. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's, I'd rather say the bachelor. Who knows what the normal be, right? Like, yeah. You can still apply. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you oh, love me. that, though? Yeah. And then she could give you the inside scoop I about know. what's going on. I know. Like, never put I know. Me on. She definitely wants to be a bachelorette. <laughs> you would never put me on. <laughs> well, For that have, reason. She'd have to first go through the bachelor and be a contestant because they're, they all start from that. Yeah. It's sort yeah. of like an addition. You would go far. Oh, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Rachel, how has it been living in Miami? You know, okay, so maybe this is where the conversation takes a turn. I am not the biggest fan of Miami. I, it's a great place to vacation. Like people are like, oh my gosh, live in Miami. And I'm like, yeah, it's great for a few days, but to live there, it's just a completely different experience from what I'm used to. Dallas is so different. Um, I don't really have a lot of friends. I have Brian's family there, which is great, but Brian works because he started his new practice there, which is why we moved there. So when I am there, it's just me and Copper. So it's different. Copper's your dog? Copper's my dog, yes. And so it's taking some getting used to. Mm -hmm. Um, I travel all the time, so I'm not really there that much. But um, it hasn't grown on me yet, if I'm honest. Do you feel like if you stay there and, like, don't travel as much, then maybe it will? And maybe because you're just jumping around a lot or no? No. (laughs) Because to, be, because I travel all the time, you would think that, oh, it's Miami's just a vacation for me. So it's like I come home, I see the, I'm by the water, right. we're right there on the water. You think I would say I love it because it's just fun. No. I just don't feel it. Yeah. But we do need you to get registered to vote there. Oh, oh, <laughs> honey. You know. That I will, if I have to, if I'm not, I will go back to Texas and vote. Don't you worry. I'm okay. big on One that. or the other. Yeah, right. That's true. Both states Both need Both are you. important. But Florida's a swing state for sure. Is Florida going to be a swing yes. state? Yes. This is a whole other conversation. Okay. You're yeah. right. <laughs> my, my vote might not count as much in Texas. <laughs> yeah, swing. It will really count in Florida. Now, you're traveling, I assume, because you've been filming mm-hmm. this really fascinating new show for MTV called Ghosted. Exactly. I've been doing it all summer. And it's so it's, it's kind of like it's my baby. So the fact that it's now premiering is very, very exciting. Um, myself and my co-host Travis, we've we've spent like that's I said, Travis all Mills. Yes, mm-hmm. Travis Mills. We it's a funny story. We I was doing his podcast, was a guest on his podcast, and he is not into reality TV and doesn't believe it and is the <laughs> biggest skeptic. And I'm like, listen, Travis, I was you. That's how I used to be. And we start talking about how I got on the show and and just my my dating history. And then we start talking about ghosting. And I'm telling my story. He's telling his story. And we're like, oh, we're not alone. This is this is a thing. This is an issue. We need to tackle this. And <laughs> You know, here we are tackling it. Now it's about to premiere for everyone else to see. And you'll get to see all these other ghosting stories, which are, it's crazy. So this was your idea? Uh, Yeah. Yes and no. You kind of cooked it up together? (laughs) Yes. I don't want to take all the credit, but definitely our idea to work together. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really interesting. And did you go, you thought, hey, we've got to do, like, turn this into some kind of a show? And so did you, like, develop it more? And then how did it? go from there um well yes we we did and then also working with the network that also had this concept as well and so mtv and from there we just you know like they of course which is an issue i know we'll talk about later we're vetting people and different stories and trying to figure out which cases we should take on and we have 
the haunted is what we call them, submit videos to us. And then we go through it, we understand the story, we fly to meet them, and then we take on the case from there. So what exactly is the premise? Like, what are you and Travis doing? So we are not the Ghostbusters, <laughs> as some people may be calling us. We are just two people who have been ghosted before. And Travis has actually done some ghosting on his side. And I'm not oh. outing him, he'd tell you that himself. So we've been ghosted. We we get that this is a huge issue, mm-hmm. and so we're trying to. And tackle this is a rom- a modern romance issue. Yes, yes. yes. And it's mean. I think it's one of the meanest things you can do to somebody. But it's becoming acceptable. Yeah, because it's just oh, that's just what people do. They ghost. Well, to Travis and I, it's a problem. Yeah. And so the premise of the show really is okay. Hey, you got ghosted. Somebody that you care about completely disappeared from your life without giving you any type of explanation. You know, they sometimes. They've gone through the extent of blocking you on social media, blocking your phone, your phone calls, your text messages. You've tried to reach out to them, but you can't. And And so it's like somebody that you've been involved with romantically. That's one aspect. But as we started digging in, it's also friendships. Yes. It's family members. (gasps) And so it goes deeper than that. Family members. Yeah. It goes deeper than that. And so we thought, okay, let's just see, reach out to people or have people reach out to us take their cases on, and then help them find closure. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're realizing this is about. Mm -hmm. We just want to give them the answers. They've exhausted all other resources. They're reaching out to us to see if we can help. And if we can, we do. And so they have been in a relationship, whether it was romantic, a friendship, family, and all of a sudden, that other person just stops replying to Mm -hmm. their phone calls, their texts, and even goes to the extent of blocking them. That's really mean. It's really mean. And you see, like, when we talk to people, they say things as if, well, in this day and age with social media, can't you just follow them on social media and see what they're doing? Well, there's two aspects to that. One, if you're not blocked, you're watching them live their best life without you. But you also see that they're not responding to anything that that you're sending them. They're, They're okay. You're not. You're trying to figure out what happened. On the other end... People go through the extent of blocking you on every single platform, which is even more harsh. And you're just really cruel. Yeah, you're left not understanding why. Why? And the only thing that I feel like, too, is like you just want to learn from it or like grow from it and just know what happened, what you did or what went wrong. And it's funny you say that because a lot of people we talk to are in a place of blaming themselves. Yeah. They're like, well, they ghosted me. What did I do wrong? I must have done something. And when we find out through investigating these stories and when we finally find out why the person ghosted, it truly has to do with the ghost. It's something that they did or they're dealing with or a problem that's completely not even related or even a third party Mm -hmm. is the issue. Totally. So a third party convinced them or gave them an ultimatum? A third party might be the wedge that came in between them. Like, for example, the the first episode, the premiere episode, that's that's an issue that comes up when we're we're trying to figure out what's going on. And how do you figure things out? Like you're digging into their Like when you said you're taking on the case. Yes. What does that mean? Well, we do because we get these video submissions. We take out our iPad. We listen to their story briefly. It's about two minutes. And so then we fly to the city to meet them. And... We hear, we get in more depth. We ask questions. We investigate. This is where the lawyer skills come in. Travis has a podcast, so, you know, he's great with conversation and getting the truth out of people and just getting people to open up. And so we ask all the right questions. And then from there, we're, we say, okay, have you tried to reach out to the ghost? How have you tried? Well, they may have blocked you. 
but we have a different interest in this whole thing. We're not blocked. So then we look at maybe the ghost social media. We send a message. We start contacting mutual friends that they have. We start talking to family members who may be able to give us some insight into the situation. And from there, we're able to put the pieces together and hopefully get them to confront each other at the (laughs) end. And the goal is for the ghost to say why they ghosted, but also for the haunted to be able to speak their piece. Mm -hmm. Let the ghost know how you felt over these months, these years in some situations. What has this done to you? How have you not been able to move on? Ask them why they ghosted you. Ask them to give you something so you know Maybe it's a lesson that you can learn for yourself, and maybe it's something that you can say, okay, and you can move on from it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe y'all can rectify whatever the situation is, the relationship is. So was it hard to get people who did the ghosting to agree? Did you go down a lot of avenues before you were able to get enough that would agree to do it so you'd have a full story? Yeah, well, when we would start investigating, you I mean, you can imagine, you know, somebody from your pa- you you reach out we're reaching out hey we're Rachel and Travis we're doing this show with MTV called ghosting and your name came up in our investigation and they're like <laughs> they don't believe it they're like wait a second what and then if they do call you know then they're like who who contacted you i don't want to deal with them i ghosted them for a reason so you can imagine it's a road and Travis and I really have to do some negotiating to try to get the person to show up, to try to get the person to understand why they're here and just kind of say, hey, don't you just want to put an end to this? Don't you think they deserve it? Mm-hmm. It's fair for them to understand it. We know it may be hard for you to express why you did it, but you get it. They don't. At least give them yeah. that. Are the ghosters like real jerks? <laughs> uh, some of them are. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Like. I, even in the first episode, yeah. my temper flares up. <laughs> Travis has to calm me down. I mean, like total big rage yeah. mode. I was not big okay rage. with this guy. And um, sometimes that was Travis doing that. Now I'm having to calm him down. But they're not all jerks. Sometimes we, we dealt with this really heavy episode. Really heavy. And you'll know it when you see it. And it was actually in Travis's hometown of Riverside. Mm. So he was all excited to go back. And his parents are actually on the episode. And then when it came to the issue of why the person ghosted, it was deep. And none of us were expecting it. So they're not all jerks. They all that some of them have a reason as to why they ghosted. Not that ghosting is okay, but you can understand why the conversation was hard. And I think another thing people will realize watching the show is that. We don't know why they ghosted. You may think because we're the host that we we know at the end. We have no idea. So in real time, we're trying to figure this out, and we're learning at the same time new things with the haunted. So every time when they're when they say, say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The real reason I ghosted you, we're like, 
what is it? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Wow. And um, now, did you ever misread people, like think, oh, this is going to be the reason, and then it turned out to be something just completely different? Oh, there's this one episode, and I actually think it's it's in one of the, so two episodes there first, and so I think it's one of these. I mean, I was team this person. I, you know, they could do no wrong in my eye, and I was so against, you know, the person that ghosted this person. I'm trying to use, yeah. you know, you know, I don't want you to know he, she's, or whatever. I'm trying not to use pronouns. Um, and I was just like, oh, they're awful, they're awful. And then as the story progressed, and we find out why the person ghosted, I was like, I feel played. You yeah. know, like I actually shed a tear of it. I cry a, a few times in, in these episodes. So yeah, there's there are times where we think we know the person, and then they're not really telling the truth. Wow, was so that interesting. To you? It is, especially because I think I read people well. Yeah, and I really became invested in right. their story, and I'm really trying to help you find, you know, your reason because I've been ghosted, okay. and I know and what it's like to be in that place. Yeah, and, and then they played me. Now you have a pretty intense ghosting story. I do. Yes, about the, what happened <laughs> to you. Do you want to share it? Yes. Let me speak, talk about my muse. You know, for this whole thing. So I was dating a guy. It was like 10 years ago. Dating a guy and we're long distance, but we're in college, you know, so it's whatever. And I'm with, I never said this part. I was actually at church of all places because <laughs> New Year's Eve, I will never forget this. Oh, God. New Year's Eve, I'm at church and I'm talking to the friend who actually introduced me to this guy. And he says, um, we're just talking about people from back home. It's Christmas holidays. And he's like, man, everyone has a child. And I said, no, so-and-so doesn't. And I'm talking about my boyfriend. And he looks at me with the most dumbfounded look. And this guy's a jokester. So I'm thinking, okay, you're, 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 you're just kidding, kidding me. Yeah, we're in church now, remember. And he's like, no, he calls me twin. He's like, no, twin. Um, he has a kid. So we step outside. He, call, he calls him on speaker. And he says, hey, what are you doing? And I hear my boyfriend say, I'm at the mall with my baby and my baby mama. <gasps> I I mean, can you imagine? I'm wow. like, wow. And how long have you been dating him? My boyfriend has a child punching the, yeah. yeah. And not how a, long had you been together? We Almost a year at that point. And I, you could just, I'm like, okay, is the child like five years old? No, the child had been born like two months ago. Oh. So it in, impregnated and had the baby all while we were dating. Now, and how long, how far was your distance? It was Oklahoma and Texas. He went to college in Oklahoma. It's, it's college in Texas. And um, so I end up taking him back. Because what? because there was a time where we Rachel. did we did have a break. I was a different person ten years ago. We did we did have a break, and when I did the calculation, I'm like, okay, that was when we took this month and a half off. Not that that makes it okay because you lied to me all these months, but I'm still like, okay, as long as you don't have a relationship with the child's mother, then we're right. okay. And he's like, no, that's not what it is. But I want to be in my child's life. Okay, we continue to date. A whole another year passes. I get a call end of the year from the child's mother who is basically confronting me, wants to know the status of my relationship because she's been in a relationship with him. And I tell her the truth. And he calls me later and he gets upset. And somehow we find our way back to each other anyway. What? Now, wait a second. The child's mother calls you, asks you the status of your relationship, and then did you not say, well, what's the status of your relationship? Oh, she told me. She said they were together. And I said, well, we're together too. 
and <laughs> it's like he's a bigamist <laughs> and we somehow we we talked it out and i'm just like what? okay i mean i was back in i wouldn't say i was all the way in but i was still in enough right that was my main guy let's just put it like that so then a couple of months passed by and i call him one day and, and when it, were you seeing him like cody how often would you see him um i'm trying to think what type of year because this was over a few years college I actually went, no, I hadn't started law school yet. So I was back in Dallas. So then he would come in Dallas. I took a year off between college and law school. So he's, he's from Dallas too. So I saw him quite a bit. In college, I wasn't into seeing somebody every single day. You know, yeah. this is a different time. So you saw him quite a bit. You're in the same city. And somehow you had the thought ch- that he wasn't really involved with the other woman. I So he was back and forth between Dallas and Oklahoma, and the child was uh, in Oklahoma. Oh. So it, it made sense why he had to be gone. It, it was very possible. And remember, social media wasn't big that in, right. that wasn't that big, so it's not like I could stalk her or him and find out what was going on. So a couple of months passed by. I call him one day, and the phone says, the number you've, you've reached is no longer in service. And I thought, oh, surely that's a mistake. So I call again and again and again and again, and same message every single time. And then I realized he has changed his phone number on me and didn't tell me. And that was, so at the time, you're not like, oh, he ghosted you. It's like, he's just completely disappeared. And I had no he's way dead. of contacting him. <laughs> None. <laughs> I would be like, you know, he better be dead. <laughs> in my gut, it was like, he probably is with her. And, and certain things happened. The writing was on the wall, right? I was just young and dumb. Um, and then it wasn't until another two years later I run into him. And you just never heard from him again. Never. Wow. I never After talked dating to him. Did you like for email him? Years. Like anything like that? Like you just, the phone number? Well, because email existed. Email existed. I, I didn't even try to email him. Uh, we have mutual friends. Yeah. So I would ask. So I knew he was alive, yeah. but nobody wanted to tell me what the deal was. And it was, when I say mutual friends, it's like his guy friends. It's not like it was like right. some girlfriends so right. that were breaking girl code or something. Were you not like just heartbroken? Oh, I was. I was devastated. And I never told this. There's so many layers to the story. But <laughs> at one point, I remember I read a letter to him and I was crying and I was just like expressing my feelings and how much I was into him and I wanted him to fully commit to me. And when I go back and I think about that, you know, he consoled me, but he didn't agree to what I was saying. I'm right. just like, the, I wanted him so badly, you know, best thing I never had. Yeah. Because really, I never really, I never truly had. So him. you, when you were still together, you had written a letter to him yeah. and it, that you shared with him expressing your feelings. Yeah. But and you realize in retrospect he never really reciprocated never. in a commitment way. But when he ghosted you and it dawned on you that he'd actually blocked your phone, like were you just were you crying? Were you? I was embarrassed. Yeah. I was because now people say, "Oh, I got ghosted. Oh, I got ghosted too." It's a th- it's a thing. It wasn't a thing back then. It was embarrassing when other people may have seen that like he was a dirty dog and are like, "I told you so." It's mm-hmm. embarrassing to say. He literally changed his number on me. Like yeah. nobody was talking about that then. So I was devastated by it, but then I just picked myself up and like kind of brushed my feelings under the rug and kept it moving. But when I look back, I never in those two years had a serious relationship. I would date, but I couldn't fully commit because mm-hmm. I couldn't trust. So two years later, when I found out, um, you know, what had happened, because I talked to him and he told me I didn't know how to leave you alone. 
I just couldn't. So I just changed my number and disappeared because I knew that I needed to create a family unit for my child. I respect that. I just wish you would have told me something. Yeah. And we're cool to this day. Matter of fact, when I found out that I was doing this show, I told him, thanks. You know, I, I'm able to use this story and you're my muse for it. So I, you know, I thank you. I've turned, you know, something mm -hmm. that was a bad thing into something beautiful. And now I'm able to help other people who have gone through the same thing, if not worse. Is he still with that other woman? Yeah, they have another child. They're married now. Oh, um, okay. My gosh, at this point, after today, it, it had to have gotten back to him. Because <laughs> back home, people know who he is. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, you know, he knows who he is. But you know what? Yeah, you wonder if somebody who has ghosted somebody else... Like, can they ever really be trusted in a relationship if they've done that to one person? Could they not do that? Like, if you, I could never just ghost somebody. Mm -hmm, so if you're capable of doing that, how can anyone else ever trust you that you won't do that to them? It's very, very true. And it's a really good point. I think in my situation, she might know now, but at the time, I don't think that she knew what he did to me. I don't think, I'm sure he probably said he cut it off with me, but that wasn't the case. He just, he did cut it off by changing his number, not officially ending our relationship. Wow. That's intense. It, yeah. It, it is intense. Yeah. It is intense. But, you know, it's all good now. And like I said, we're, we're cool with each other. Now, when, okay, so the show is starting September 9th. No, no, today's Today, September. Today, today's, today's the starting today. today. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight. Okay, well, we're posting this right away. For all <laughs> your listeners, you are hearing it on the day of the show. Um, and what time is it on? 9 p.m. Eastern okay. and Pacific. Okay. Um, so we know what we'll be tuning into. Yeah. And you wanted to sound off, too, on what were people saying about the show, that they were That's they, they right. Were You've had some criticism yes. about it because people have been – have been saying, well, isn't what you're doing kind of like stalking people? Yeah. And I, I'm glad that we get to address that. Mm -hmm. You know, Travis and I both were like, what? No, absolutely not. Obviously, these people have been vetted before they come on the show. Right. We're obviously not promoting anything, uh, any type of abusive Abuse, or violent right. behavior. We're not promoting stalking by any means. These are truly people who have reached out to us who are upset and they're sad and they feel lost and they need our help. And that's all we're trying to do is get answers. We're not trying to mend relationships, bring them back together. That is the decision of the haunted and the mm -hmm. ghost. We're just there to give that person the closure that they're looking for. And that's it. And I just encourage people to watch the show and you'll see that from the first episode to the last episode this season. You'll see that that's not what this show's about. It's really about helping people and it's entertaining. I'm well, sure. And the thing is, is that if you had people that you, let's say the people who were ghosted and you tried to contact the, um, the ghoster, um, then if they didn't agree or they didn't want to, you backed off. It wasn't exactly. like you were stalking them. Yeah, no, you, you I just think that didn't. they were. I think that the criticism was about people worried that they were helping stalkers find oh. the people that they've been stalking that don't want to be found. Right? right? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. It was some of that, but it was also like that you guys oh, are stalking. Well, what these if people? somebody ghosted someone because they were in an abusive relationship? Well, we're right. not trying to help those people, and we're also, to your point, not camping outside waiting for someone to come out because the ghost is afraid of or doesn't want to be found. That's not what right. it is. You know, if you see them on TV, you know they're there because they want to be there. 
Yeah. Right. That everybody's agreed. Mm-hmm. Everyone involved has agreed to the whole process. Right. And, and they've you, all been and vetted. And vetted mm-hmm. to make sure that you weren't dealing with, like, the, the haunted was not some kook. Exactly. <laughs> They're like real life, norm, just normal people that had this experience, like what happened with you. And I'm hoping people's stories can help other people. I Even think it will. sharing my story. It's, you're not alone out there. Unfortunately, it is an epidemic. It's a thing. It's but epidemic. we're hoping that we can bring back the art of conversation where people can just communicate and just have those tough conversations and just say, hey, this is why I ghosted you. This is why I'm leaving you. You know, just just grow just up. Talk. Put on your big boy I know. keeps making faces. I have a feeling you've been ghosted. Yeah. 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 Did you, would you like to, do we have, do we have an application for her? Do we have an application? I'm going to be on every show Rachel's ever been on. <laughs> but it sucks, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's terrible. Has it happened to you more than once? Yes, twice. But most recently it was like in, like, end of April. So and was it somebody you I haven't gone to date anyone since, yeah. And after since. how long did they ghost you? Like, how long have you been seeing them? Been together for like... Three and a half, four months. But I've known him for like 15 years. What? Wow. Yeah. And then after three, all of a sudden, they just stopped returning calls, texts. Did they block you? No. Did not block me. So you can see what's happening on social media. Yeah. You I eventually see. unfollowed them myself because I didn't know like what I was like upset and angry. And- That's so upsetting. Why do you think um, that this has become such a, a phenomena and why people think it's acceptable? I want to blame social media because I think that people don't know how to communicate the same way that they do anymore. It's easier just to hit a button mm. and block someone. It's we. It, I, I've been saying this. We don't even talk to each other the same way. We communicate in pictures and emojis <laughs> and rather than just having those tough conversations. It's it's really sad. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. It's a cowardly thing to do to go someone, but... To the ghoster, it's just easy. They just don't want to deal with the confrontation of it. Yeah. Well, now there's a new show out that will confront you. <laughs> well, I think it's so interesting, too. And I, I don't know if I got to talk to you about this, but um, I've said it in the office because when everything happened with Blake on Bachelor in Paradise this season and everything happened with Jed, with Hannah, and whatever that guy's name, Park Parker. I don't oh, know. Luke. Luke. Yes. Um, and just like these shitty guys – it's because and it's it's every single season the guys are shittier and shittier it's they not are. because the producers are choosing bad guys it's because that is what the majority population of men median age 25 that's how they behave and they're assholes sorry but it's true <laughs> and like that's how they act that's how they behave that's how they treat women and they think it's fine and like they just they just like, think Ugh. any woman like that they right. that it doesn't matter that they've got a girlfriend. It's all about right. fame and, and whatever it's all about them. Yeah. Like yeah. my friend looks at me the other day and she was like, I looked at my coworker the other day and, and to a guy and he, she was like, how cool would it be to just think about yourself for one day <laughs> and just like be a man and just think of, only about yourself. Like imagine not thinking about anybody else. And it's strange because, you know, <laughs> mothers should be more liberated. They should be raising sons that are much more appreciative of women today. Agreed. You would think. I think it's also too that, 
people excuse the behavior. It's excused. It's just the same way that ghosting is just accepted. It's just, oh, it's just what we do now. Oh, that's just how men act. No, it's not okay. Like, let's just hold them accountable for for their actions. Like, yeah. this changes behavior. It is sad. It's hard out there. Like, you're not alone. Like, I have a lot of friends who are dealing with this. Yeah. And how can we change it? Create shows that confront you. <laughs> about create the shows. shows. The watch well, shows. it is true. A, a show can't have a cultural effect. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking that when you were on The Bachelorette, you had to have those tough conversations oh, and yeah. in front of cameras. So it wasn't like you could ghost any of no. the contestants on the show. No, but you know what I will say is I couldn't give everybody the reason as to why they were getting eliminated. You know, it was like you're just not getting a rose. But for some people, they have no idea why they didn't unless they were able to ask me at Men Tell All. That's right. really your only chance. Yeah. You kind of got like the, the easy way out. Yeah. You're like, you just didn't get a rose. I'm, I'm sorry. So sorry. I only have four. <laughs> now, so the first season of Ghosted is done. So I guess you guys are yes. hoping that it will be such a hit that not only will it change behavior among the men particularly out there, though there was women who ghosted on yes. your yeah, show. Yeah, women yes. do ghost too. Yeah. I will say women ghost. So that this will become a regular thing. You'll be able to, there'll be another season. But are you also, you and Brian, um, are there any plans for a family? Yes, we definitely want to start a family. I think I just need to settle down a bit and uh, figure out where we're going to plan our, our roots. Um, I know you've heard me talk about Miami, so I'm not quite sure where, where that's going to be. But we definitely want that. Um, so, you know, stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I seem to always make like, announcements on your podcast. Yeah. So who knows? But I have some things that are more stable, like the, the radio show. I'm doing it from home now okay. or wherever I am. So and I that's, to travel that's every week. All, that's following NFL football mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and commenting. Mm-hmm. And then I have the new podcast that's just all dedicated yes. to The Bachelor, Bachelor Happy Hour. And again, I can do that from home too. So more stable things that are allowing me to possibly add to the family. We'll see. I'm getting a lot of pressure from my mother-in-law. So. Yes, I bet. She's a tough cookie. Oh, <laughs> she literally, we, we, we came home from uh, Greece. We went by his parents' houses to say hi. And then I made a comment about something about how I feel. And then she goes, do you want some wine? And she goes, no, you might be pregnant. Let's just, and I go, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm not my grandbaby. And I was like, your grandbaby has four legs. And he's right there. <laughs> Pet it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. She's... Yeah, she's a character. Yeah. Well, when you have some news, you must make sure to tell Allie and I first. <laughs> you know, I always stop she by. Does. Do I not? She always comes by. That's what I was telling. Fine. I was like, "Is Rachel going to come promote her new show?" I was like, "She always comes through to Hollywood Life." And funny enough, I don't know if you caught this at the knot, but we gave away our wedding date in something that we said. I don't know if you realized I knew, that. No, I knew that. I knew the wedding date because. Also, you had posted on your Instagram like a hundred days away or something, but and it, it wasn't. wasn't. You were days. wrong. It was and literally, wait, and and one of our colleagues had sent in, and she was like, "It's this weekend." Blah 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 blah. I go, "No, it's not." And she goes, "Well, then Rachel can't count." Like, I, I couldn't. I did it, and I was like, people kept saying the date, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's not a hundred days." But at the knot, Brian good. goes, Brian goes. Oh, I know. I'm totally going to miss the Florida-Miami yeah, the game. Oh, and I go, no. And I turn and I go, you 
you can figure out what date that is, Brian. He didn't, and he said it multiple times. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, he was really okay. upset about missing. I was missing. like, well, forget it. <laughs> well, I, see, that's just we another thing gonna, guys do. <laughs> but we were going to publish it either. But I, see, what gave it away for me, I did honestly didn't even think about the full game, was that he was like, my bachelor party's the week before. And so I was waiting for him to have the bachelor party. And then I was like, all right, so now we're all ready. But we <laughs> hate that, Brian. Rachel, honestly, we've had your wedding pre-rates done for like six months. <laughs> it was ready to go up whether we knew your date or not. <laughs> like honestly probably more than six months probably like right after the bachelor <laughs> we always get ready for two years <laughs> okay yeah, well we'll start prepped. well we'll get our baby pre-write yeah, done yeah <laughs> get it done. there we go <laughs> oh that's why i love coming here it's always so much fun we love you yes and we're really excited about ghosted on mtv and so it will be Tuesday nights, mm-hmm. nine o'clock Eastern. And um, congratulations! Thank you. So and much. thank you for starting the cultural revolution. We will stop ghosting. That's right. We will yes. stop ghosting. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. Okay. So much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.